Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. The greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command performance. Presented this week and every week till it's over, over there. <laughs> Greetings, men, from the Hollywood AEF. The American Entertainment Front, standing at attention once again to salute you by answering your command. Lead-off letter tonight is signed by Miss M.W., an army nurse somewhere in the vicinity of MacArthur, Australia. She says, Dear Command Performance, one of my patients here in the base hospital just bet me a dollar I couldn't get you to present my favorite movie star, Adolf Maju. Do I win or lose? Dear nurse, don't spend your dollar all in one place, for here he is, Adolf Manjou. Thanks to you, Paul Douglas, and to you, Miss M.W. down there in Australia. Well, I, I didn't know you cared. I, uh, I wonder if you could be the same nurse who practiced on me when I modeled for a first aid class last winter. If you are, you'll be interested to know that just last Thursday, they finally got me unwound. <laughs> and uh, that reminds me that we have quite a show to unwind here tonight. The festivities get underway with the answer to a cable from Lieutenant T.W., Air Corps in Hawaii. Lovely Virginia O'Brien sings, Deep in the Heart of Texas. <laughs> Mighty wonderful to see It is the land I understand And it's there I long to be The stars at night are big and bright Deep in the heart of Texas The prairie sky is wide and high Deep in the heart of Texas The sage in bloom is like perfume Deep in the heart of Texas Reminds me of the one I love Deep in the heart of Texas My mama done told me My mama done told me my mama done told me that the cows wail along the tray, hey, 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 deep in the heart of Texas. You can all stop calling for your Caroline. She bought a new sarong and now she's doing fine. Deep in the heart of Texas, the dog 
Miss Virginia O'Brien. And now a letter from Fort Randolph dated March the 27th. Dear Command Performance, we listen every Sunday and it's a swell program. We appreciate what you are doing for us soldiers and hope you'll all continue to do so. We would like to have Red Skelton imitate the character of the little boy. As ever, soldiers of the Canal Zone signed the private JAD Coast Artillery. Well, crowd around the loudspeaker boys for here he is, the year's comedy sensation Red Skelton. Thank you very much, Adolph, and greetings to all the boys down the canal zone and rest of Uncle Sam's fighting men everywhere. Now we'd like you to meet a lady and her little boy. They're on their way to his father's office, so Harriet Hilliard, you be my mother, and I'll be the mean little kid. Artie, you be me father. Step right into the elevator, going up. Oh, boy. What's the matter, Junior? Is your heart in your mouth? No, but I bet me pants are in the basement. <laughs> tenth floor, tenth floor. Let them out in front, please. Hey, let them out in the back, too. Hey, the door closed on me pants. Leave it to you to get into some trouble. Yeah. Let me unhook your pants. Yeah, don't tell them. They're all I got. There now. Come on, let's get going. Okay. Hey, Mummy. What is it, Junior? Is this where we popped off at this nest building? That's right. Mm. Junior. Why have you got your beach pail and shovel with you? Well, I thought a little later I would dig in that sand trap in front of the elevator. <laughs> you can't dig in that. That's for cigarette butts. Well, I ain't gonna dig for gold. <laughs> well, here's your father's office. Yeah. See the sign on the door? Oh, yeah. It says Opportunity Investment Company. No bet too small, suckers cleaned and died. <laughs> I can't you wait very well, you know. That's not your father's office. <laughs> Will you pay attention? Yeah. Your father's office is this one over here, where oh. it says Smith, 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 and Brown. How'd Brown get in there? Well, he's the only one with a brand new set of tires. Oh, I see. Come on, we'll go and see your father. Okay. Don't walk too fast. Well... This is your father's office. This that's is his secretary pop... over there, see? That beautiful blonde with the blue eyes is Pop's secretary? Yes, that's her. Gee, we thought Pop was doing air raid warden duty, didn't we, Mom? <laughs> ah, good afternoon, Mrs. S. I see the little monster is unshackled today. <laughs> oh, now, he isn't that bad. He's just mischievous. Yeah. That's because he doesn't have a little sister or brother to play with. Junior, yeah. would you like a little brother or sister to play with? Well, if it's all the same to you, I guess you'd have a pony. <laughs> oh! Junior! Put that bean blower away. It's not polite to point. Yeah. Seems to me you're looking for a spanking. I don't have to look very far, do I, Mom? <laughs> uh, is that a new secretary? Uh, yes, ma'am. The one he likes, you tired. Yeah, and the one she likes keep running back to the circus. Junior! <laughs> Come on, now. We'll go into your father's private office. Okay. Oh, you can wait a big flag, Ah, there. Good morning, dear. Good morning, darling. Oh, what's that with you? 
That's Junior, our son. Oh, for a minute there, I thought I'd been drinking. <laughs> Junior, say hello to your father. Ooh, sober today, huh? <laughs> Hiya, Pop. Oh, I'm fine, fine. How are you feeling, Junior? Oh, Have fine. you been eating your spinach? Yeah, I've been eating my spinach. Are you sure you've been eating your spinach? Yes, I've been eating my spinach. What do you want me to do to prove it? Chew my cord? <laughs> Daddy, Junior's been a very good boy, and that's why I'm here. I need some money to buy him some clothes. You need some money? Yes, dear, I, I need some money. Really, I do. I, I know I shouldn't have come here, but it was necessary. I know I shouldn't have bothered you while you were working. But I've just got to have some money. I've just got to. What a performance! <laughs> now, wait a minute, dear. Just tell me, why does Junior need new clothes? He just got new clothes last week. I know, but I was pretty hard on them clothes. You are? Yeah, it was my fault, though, for calling Butcher Sissy. Now, Junior, you be quiet. Let me talk to your father. Okay, I will go over here and look at this view from the window. Gee, boy, we threw it high up, ain't we? Junior, stop leaning out that window. You might fall on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't yell at me. You scared me, too. <laughs> boy, look at this on the desk. Oh. Junior, Junior, don't touch that. That's ink. Hmm? Don't drink it. I said don't drink the ink. Well, at least you might use a blotter. Yeah. Hey, Mommy, can I climb in the filing cabinet? Hmm? Yes, but first hand me the key. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, what else are you going to buy, dear? Oh, just a rubber ball for Junior. A rubber ball? Can we have it financed? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mommy, when you buy me your new clothes, can I have some long winter underwear? Hmm? I said, can I have some long winter underwear? You know, the kind with the escape hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Junior. Now, please be quiet while I talk your father out of some small change. Okay. Well, see that you do. Oh, well. Now, that I was saying, Homer, uh, just a minute. Where's Junior now? Here I am, up here on the chandelier, Mommy. Oh! <laughs> now, where are you? Just like the Nazis, I've fallen back to a new position. <laughs> I is a bad boy. Oh, is I proud of me today. <laughs> You are, and if you do that again, I'll stop paying the carrying charges on you. Yeah. I've got a good mind to smack Don't it. you hit me. You hit me, I will tell. You'll tell what? I will tell everybody that you used to be a live bait girl on a barracuda barge. <laughs> Don't you talk to me like that. Oh, oh you hit me. You broke my widow arm. You, <laughs> you hit me. You broke my widow arm. I didn't touch you. I hit my own arm. You, did you hurt yourself, man? <laughs> be a good boy. I don't know. I know you're a good boy down deep inside of you. Yes, I am. Now, aren't you? Yeah. I got that locked-in flavor. <laughs> and I never let it out. <laughs> well, your father and I are going into the next room to talk, so you stay here in the office. Okay. And there's one thing I want to warn you about. What's that, Ma? Don't throw the ink bottle into the electric fan. I won't, but thanks for the idea. <laughs> Oh, boy, look at all these papers on the desk. I think I will start the electric fan and make a snowstorm like they do in the movies. Here! What are you doing in here? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> yeah, you tell on me, and I will tell my pop you watch that clock. Oh, now, you wouldn't do that, would you? 
You don't know me very well, do you, Paul? <laughs> Doesn't your conscience tell you when you've done wrong? Yeah, but it don't tell my mummy. <laughs> now, sit still, Junior, and I'll give you some ice cream. I can't eat that. I lost one of my little teeth, and it might hurt my mouth. Here, I brought you a strawberry cone. I don't want it. You can't make me eat it. I won't eat it either. I won't eat it. You can't make me eat it. It, it tastes good, don't it? Hmm? <laughs> Did your dad give you some money, Junior? I don't need any money. I got my own business. You have? Yeah. What do you do? I sell bubble gum to the gas station for blowout patches. Well, I've got to get back in the office. Okay. Make yourself scarce. Okay. Goodbye, there. Useless. Well, here where I am, all alone. We know what that means, don't we, folks? <laughs> anybody's got shaky nerve, now the time to leave. <laughs> Gee, look at that big pencil sharpener. That gives me an idea. I will stick my finger in the sharpener and get a manicure. No, I won't need it. I won't do that. Gee, I get bored. Oh, look, a telephone. Now, let's see. Who do I know in Moscow? <laughs> no, I won't. I'll just snoop around a bit. Oh, here's that Lord Barlow Inc. Night Black Inc., too. And there's the likely fan. <laughs> if I do, I get a weapon. <laughs> I do this. <laughs> I would turn on the electric fan, I would throw the bottle of ink into it. Hold on to your hat, folks. Here goes the ink in the electric fan. <laughs> Thank you very much, Red Skelton. <clears throat> now, here's a letter from Private First Class A.J.L. somewhere in Ireland. I hope it's from Galway because my mother was born there. Dear Command Performance, I've always heard there were lots of potatoes in Ireland. Now I know for sure. I've done nothing but peel them for three weeks. You could really break the monotony if you'd have little Gloria Dean sing a song especially for me. For a doughboy on the Emerald Isle, Gloria Jean sings... When Irish eyes are smiling.
Thank you, Gloria Jean. And now the following very unusual request from SJC and the engine department crew of an army mine planter somewhere in the South Pacific. Dear command performers, I heard just the other day that all slot machines back in the States are being turned into scrap iron for war material. I'm in favor of that, for the sooner we get the material, the sooner we'll be marching in the victory parade. There's just one thing that bothers me. I played those darn machines for 10 years and I never once hit the jackpot. Before all the machines are gone, could you get hold of one and just let me hear what it sounds like when three bars come up and it rains nickels? Well, here's what it's like, SJC. First we drop a nickel in the slot, then we pull the handle. There's the first bar, the second, and the third. Now listen. There it is. Uh, that was a slot machine jackpot. Those things that fell out of it were slugs, which we borrowed from Rochester, who found them in his pay envelope last Saturday. <laughs> now, uh, I'd like to mention in passing, SJC, that the machine you're playing out there now is much bigger than the one we've just demonstrated. We expect you and your buddies to keep right on playing it until three lemons come up. I think you know who those three lemons are. And now, for Private First Class L.E.H. and the Coast Artillery Gang who received their mail at APO 801 in Newfoundland. Billy Mills and the orchestra play The American Patrol. Here's a letter signed G.R. Seaman First Class, name of ship and location censored. Dear Command Performance, it wouldn't be exactly truthful to say that we listen to our program every time it goes on. Sometimes we're too busy sending out a change of address cards for Nazi U-boats. But we'll try our best to listen if you'll give us Bimmerbegee and Molly. Well, G.R., here in the living room at 79 Whistle Vista, we find a remnant of the first AEF, now a little overweight, recounting one of his great adventures to his wife, now a little overweary of saying. Pippa McGee and Molly. 
say this story took place, dearie? It was near a certain little village in France, not far from the city, by the name of which I can't tell you on account of its military secret. <laughs> a military secret after 25 years? When I keep a secret, I keep it. <laughs> well, sir, at this particular time I'm speaking of, I was only a private then, due to my pride. Well, uh, what did your pride have to do with it? I was too proud to ask my congressman for an appointment to West Point. <laughs> As I was saying, it was at this little village that I overcome seven Germans in a tank, single-handed. What were you doing with the other hand, knitting a sweater? <laughs> ah, I meant I'd done it all alone. <laughs> Besides, now listen, you told me this same story when we were first married, and then it was only two Germans you captured. I know, but you were too young and beautiful then to know the whole horrible truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, sir, there I was, along toward evening, out in one man's land. Don't you mean no man's land? No, I was there. Oh, pardon me. All of a sudden, I see this tremendous camouflage tank crawling up, and quick's a flash. I knew it was German. How'd you know that? It was loud and nasty, and they couldn't keep it in neutral. <laughs> well, sir, I started sneaking up on it, first wetting my finger and holding it up in the air. What was that for? I don't know. All heroes in stories do that when they sneak up on something. <laughs> Slowly I creep, or creep. Creep. Thanks. <laughs> Slowly I crept toward the tank, on and on and on, for what seemed ages. I think I know how you felt, Diddy. It seems that way to me, too. <laughs> With superhuman cleverness, terrific patience, marvelous timing, superlative cunning, and unsurpassable ingenuity. You forgot strength, intelligence, perspicacity, and bulldog courage. I left my bulldog back in the trenches. He was our mascot. Very thoughtful of you. Have we arrived at that tank yet? Yes. Finally, I reached the tank, which had stopped to reconsider. Don't you mean reconnoiter? I do. Well, sir, slowly I raised up till I was peeking directly into one of those portholes in the side of the tank. And what do you suppose I saw? The inside of the tank. Ask me another one. <laughs> I saw 15 human eyes glaring right at me. 15? Yes. Did one of the Germans have only one eye? No. One of them had three eyes. <laughs> that must have been Gary. There were some odd specimens among them, guys. Seven Germans against one American. What a situation. What a tableau. The dying rays of the sun silhouetting my trim figure against that monster tank as I stood there with seven gun barrels yawning at me. Do you mind if I join them, dearie? <laughs> Don't joke, Molly. This was a serious matter. I knew I was in for an unfair fight. Unfair? Yes, even the bayonets were fixed. Wow. <laughs> well, sir, all of a sudden, the tank started up and tried to run me down. Heavenly days, how'd you stop it? Well, sir, with my usual quick wit, I yanked some papers out of my knapsack and hurled them in front of the oncoming juggernaut and stopped it cold in its tracks. By this time, reinforcements had come up and we captured the whole he-bang. You mean she-bang? That was a man's war, Molly. <laughs> then on the way back to camp... Wait a minute now. How could a handful of papers stop a tank? Well, these weren't ordinary papers. They were official German press dispatches. Even a tank couldn't top those things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, did you get a medal for your bravery, dearie? <laughs> they tried to give me one, but I was too ticklish to accept it. I didn't want any French general with whiskers kissing me. <laughs> anyway, I think it was one of the most interesting things that happened to me in the last war. Don't you? Well, why don't you say something? 
I will. Good night, boy. Mm. Good night, boy. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Fibber McGee and Molly. Will you omit the name of the South American city stamped on this next letter? Here it is. Amigos míos, recently I completed a course in military aviation under the instruction of the U.S. Army. I am home again with memories of many fine friends and better prepared to defend my homeland. Having lived and worked with your fighting men, I feel somehow that command performance is for me too. And if it is possible, I would appreciate hearing a great singer who visited our people not long ago. He is Tito Guisar. Signed, E.M.E., an American of South and North America. Thank you, senor. And all members of the American family sit at one table on command performance. And here is the great artist you want to hear, Tito Guisar, singing El Rancho Grande. Allá en el Rancho Grande, allá donde vivía Había una rancherita que alegre me decía, que alegre me decía, ¿qué te decía, manito? Te voy a hacer tus calzones, ¿cómo? Como los que usa el ranchero, seguro, mi cuate. Te los comienzo de lana y luego chatita linda, pues hubo. Te los acabo de cuero Allá en el rancho grande Allá donde viví Alegre me decía, ¿qué te decía, manito? Porque era sazón para la marihuana, marihuana, tu bonijito, y le pusieron tan esperito como era abogado de los de Santana, porque era sazón para la marihuana, marihuana, ya no puedo ni levantar la cabeza con los ojos rete colorados y la boca reseca, reseca. Ay, ay, en el rancho grande, allá donde viví. Había una rancherita que alegre me decía, que alegre me decía. ¡Conga, maestro! Allá en el rancho grande, allá donde vivía. Había una rancherita que alegre me decía, que alegre me decía. Y pues, ¿qué te decía, manito, que pasen para adentro, que estoy solito? Which means in English, ok. <risa> Ay, 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 ay,
Well, men, there goes the last contingent of another command performance. Hollywood's own stars are shining their brightest just for you. To us back here at home, you represent the cream of the world's fighting men, and we know that the cream will always wind up on top. You boys are tops with us, and tops everywhere else in the world where good people are praying for escape from slavery. The Axis bandits have stretched the boundaries of hell much too far. And when we get through, hell will be a snug little spot just for them. This is Adolf Manjou closing with this observation. You boys, just keep on giving the Axis what you're giving them. The shoe is on the other foot now, and brother, it's the only shoe in the world with three heels. So long. Command Performance USA has originated in Hollywood. Remember, it's your show, men. Those letters you're shooting into the station to which you are listening are commands to command performance. And listen, fella, it's time for spring planting, so plant a haymaker on the axis, will you? Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.